T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All brought. Tommy Caster. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, we have you covered. Joining Sports Daily Live, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. And welcome in, Dan Israel, joining us as he does every single Tuesday with the Chiefs during the season. Dan, it's been a long time since we've had you here on Sports Daily. They played a game. We've had, you know, another set of games in the NFL. Those Thursday night games, it feels like a lifetime ago that the Chiefs beat the Chargers on Thursday night. It, I, I agree, especially after that Sunday allotment of games. Wow, was that a packed day? Multiple overtime games. It was crazy. It's been a crazy year in the NFL, which I, I guess leads us to, did you see the Bills last night, and how frightening are they right now? Yeah, they look like the 2019 Chiefs and then some. Uh, uh, they've definitely um, clicking on – I think the more impressive thing – I knew that the, they could score like that, but the more impressive thing to me was their defense – uh, if their defense is going to be that good, especially stopping, you know, a, 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 what should be a good team, if they're going to play that complimentary of football, they are going to be a handful to every team they encounter, including the Chiefs. Hey, Dan, yeah, I know definitely you look at what Kansas City was able to do with the Chargers in that game. And, and we talked about this, Jacob and I did on uh, on Friday on the show, about how talented Los Angeles is but how Kansas City was able to sort of take the the body blows a little bit and then come out on top. What was your takeaway from not only Kansas City being able to win that game, but the way the Chargers looked? I know we've got, you know, talking about Justin Herbert with an injury late in that game, but where where, where do you land on the overall layout of the AFC West? Well, you know, I, I do think that, and I think I've expressed this to you guys before, I, I think the Chargers are really the team that are, we're going to struggle with in our division. Uh, they are extremely talented. They're incredible on defense. They have su- enough weapons and such a powerful quarterback that their offense is strong. I-, I just feel like every time we get in a fight with those guys, it's going to be a 15 round bout. I'm not sure we win that game. If it's in Los Angeles, it's the, it's that kind of closeness. You know, uh, I still think the, you have to give the nod from a coaching and strategic standpoint, to Andy Reid, not that Brandon Staley isn't a good coach, but 
He just doesn't quite have the experience. And, and, and again, you know, maybe even from an experience standpoint to, to Patrick Mahomes over Justin Herbert, but I, I'll tell you this, man, Justin Herbert toughed it out there. You got to give him props for mm-hmm. that. Cause he should have been pulled from that game. He was in enough pain and, and, but you know, this is the NFL and that you need, those are the ways you have to play. I think they're going to continue to be a, a strong team. I think they're going to, uh, I think there's going to be a struggle when we go out there later in the year. And, and, you know, if we split again with them, hopefully we'll have the same outcome as, as last year splitting with them where they don't make the playoffs and we do because I don't want to face them in the playoffs. I don't want to play them a third time. I think they're that strong a contender as far as the Raiders and, you know, and, and the Broncos are concerned, boy, I just, I just don't see the, the caliber of play there that you see with the chargers, certainly not with the bills. Uh, you know, I mean, at this point, even Miami looks a little stronger than, than Denver, but uh, I, I expect they'll get better as the season goes on. But I really think it's going to come down for the division. It's going to come down between the Chiefs and the Chargers. That would be my take on it. Yeah, I, I think I think we share a brain on that. Um, you know, Denver had a chance to prove that it. You know, week one was a fluke, and they absolutely didn't do that in week two. One more before we look at to the Colts. I I wonder when we see a game play out the way it did against the Chargers, where you could easily make a case that the Chargers should have won that game, but the Chiefs found a way to win. Do you take more away from the fact that the Chiefs found a way to win in a game that in a lot of ways they were outplayed, or do you have concern that the Chargers looked that good? No, I, I actually do take some solace and, and some pride in the fact that this the locker room doesn't give up. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the hallmarks. If you look inside my Super Bowl ring, there are three team logos from the three teams we played in the 2019 playoffs, and each one of those were deficit come from behind wins. And so I think that really galvanized them to say, look, if we play 60 minutes of football our way, we're going to be in this game. Maybe it'll be the last man touching the ball. Maybe it won't, but we're not giving up, you know, in the third quarter just because we trail. So I take a lot of, a positive out of that. I think any football team that can hang in there for 60 minutes is always going to be competitive. I mean, we saw that out of the, out of the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, and I think that certainly a game gets out of hand at some point, you know, and they fourth quarter last night and they take both teams took their quarterbacks out. It was, it was obvious, but you know, the chiefs didn't even do that when they were ahead 37 to seven against Arizona at the end of three. So, and that's a pretty, <laughs> to me, that's a pretty fin- finals type situation. But uh, I just feel like, you know, the, the way they play, the way, the attitude that's inside that locker room, th- if they don't give up, they feel that they can compete and, and possibly be victorious in every game against any team. And, and what more could you want out of your guys? You know, if it's the bills, we know it's going to take, all four quarters and possibly a fifth quarter. Uh, at least that's what we've seen out of that. But so I think that that's the mentality they're taking into this thing. If it takes us into overtime to win, that's what we're going to do. Talking to Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network here on Sports Daily, and we look ahead to this weekend's matchup 
against an Indianapolis Colts team that had definitely playoff hopes, and I'm sure they probably still do, but did not look good at all on the road against Jacksonville last week, getting blanked 24 to nothing. And, and Dan, I'm curious about the run game for Kansas City. Jacob and I have talked about on this program a few different times about how this year almost seems to be a make-or-break season for Clyde edwards Lair to live up to that first-round draft pick. He had a great game against the Chargers. Eight carries, 74 yards, averaged over nine yards a carry, and caught four passes for 44 yards. He's clearly the running back one. He's clearly somebody that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are going to lean on offensively. I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I would imagine he figures to be a main component again this week against Indianapolis offensively for Kansas City. Yeah, boy, Tommy, you'd think all of us could probably put that game plan together with with the way yeah. the Colts looked. I would say yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Reed will have some creativity in there, but the Chiefs would be crazy to not go up there and just run the football and, and really kind of uh, in a non almost traditional Chiefs way. Whether they can do that or not, I don't know because. I mean, the, you know, the passing game, when you got Mahomes back there, it's hard to keep that gun in the holster, so to speak. And, and I just feel like, uh, you know, the Colts is a game, look, maybe they aren't what they appear. It's, it's, it's definitely hard when you look at two weeks to say a team is absolutely this or absolutely that. But they sure didn't look good either week. And, and I just feel like, you know, the Chiefs should be able to go up there and with a modest amount of effort – keep the game close so if you if you figure look let's let's not show a lot of i don't want to say let's be vanilla but let's not show a lot let's just go up there and and play nebraska football three yards in a cloud of this i don't know if nebraska really qualifies anymore for that but you know that's the history there so we'll use that as our is our analogy. If they can go up there and just play three yards in a cloud of dust, I'd like to see the chiefs just win a game on the ground for a change. They haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, it I... They're they're dynamic and they I, I think that they can do it. We've seen the ground game. They're not gonna, but but Dan, they're not gonna run the ball. They never run the ball. I mean, what, <laughs> I know. What, what what is the you know what is it and and can their run game though be a product of this short passing game? Is that for the Chiefs? Is that the same thing as running the ball or does it need to be just turning around and giving it to somebody? Well, I think it's interesting, you know, Dana Hughes said something to me last year and said it on the air, and, and I thought, you know, there really is a lot of truth in this. You, a lot of times in the National Football League, you see teams that run the ball in order to set up the play-action passing, and the Chiefs are really almost a, a team that does that in reverse. They pass the ball to set up the run. And so, to your point, yeah, are the Chiefs going to go up there and really just have a running game? No, we know they're not. They just they haven't been able to do that and. I don't know if they haven't been able to do that, but they haven't chosen to do that in quite some time. And, and so, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect that, but I would also think that at some point, you know, this isn't going to be the game, you know, you, you just don't need to go up there and, and give away, you know, possible plays down the road. I, I just think they need to put on tape somewhere in here that the ground game is strong enough to keep the linebackers of the future, the teams they are going to play down the road honest. We need you guys to do run first, then pass instead of pass first, then run. And I also think it'd be a good opportunity for us to demonstrate, Hey, you know, our, our line isn't bad at blocking. I, I think sometimes we get very good at pass blocking and our run blocking isn't as strong as maybe it should be. And it could be. And, and when you're in those 
third and two situations, third and one situation. I mean, I think one of the things about the Chargers game that was astonishing was the number of times they were in third down and two and converted. It was just stunning. Now, the Chiefs make an adjustment at halftime, and that starts to that starts to not be the case. But, I mean, it was a number of – it just seemed like they were always in third and two all day long. And that's what you want to be able to do. You want to be able to get in third and short and convert, right? And so – I think if we can kind of keep the linebacking core of of the teams we play future. And I think that's one of the great things about them being as balanced as they've been. You know, I'm, I'm calling for a running game. I get it. But when you look at the last two weeks, we've run the ball and spread the ball around more than probably we have in the past three seasons. I mean, we've been far more balanced. And it, and you can see what kind of product it it, it helps with the clock management. It helps with – uh, people's rest, you know, you got guys on the sidelines that are able to breathe and, and kind of, it just, to me, it's very complimentary football. And so I, I'd just like to see an extra heavy dose of it this week, I guess. Well, Dan, it's kind of the, uh, elephant in the room and Jacob and I talked about it in the last segment, Willie Gay suspended for four games, violating the personal <laughs> conduct policy from the NFL. He's going to miss the upcoming game against Indianapolis and then games against Tampa Bay the Raiders and the Buffalo Bills, who we talked about just a few minutes ago. And, and one of the things that, that I mentioned uh, in our last segment was that I don't even like saying who can replace Willie Gay because I'm not sure that anybody really can replace the production. One person can. I think it might have to be replacement by committee. What are you seeing defensively and, and what can Kansas City do to at least try to get some of that production back over the next four games? Yeah, I definitely think it will be kind of just that, you know, you're Nick Bolton's going to be obviously out there, but I think you'll see some Leo Chanel. You'll see some Elijah Lee, maybe Darius Harris. I mean, I, I think they're going to have to do that. I, I do. I'll throw this in with the Willie Gay situation. And <clears throat> let me preface it just by saying, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody. I don't know the situation very well. Uh, I, I know that it involved him destroying a vacuum cleaner and doing about, you know, maybe eight or $900 worth of property damage or something along those lines. I guess what I don't quite understand is why the league didn't do this the first four games. You know, the, the plea deal was back in May. Why did it take the league? Why would they do what they did the way they did it? And, and to give him a four-game suspension when initially they were talking about Deshaun Watson having a six-game suspension just seems a little bit uh, unbalanced. But you know, and I, and I realize that's a Chiefs fan looking at, hey, why, why are you treating our guy differently than you might treat somebody else? And look, maybe this is very black and white. Maybe there are items I don't know. There's got to be. It almost feels like there has to be something here that we don't know about because it just it didn't. It's just the whole the way well, the I think whole thing. That there was an arrest, which probably makes it simpler for the league. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson has never been arrested or convicted of anything in court. Willie Gay had a deferred, like his court process is played through. Maybe it's as simple as that. It might be. And, you know, I think one of the things, it, it was a plea deal. It was a misdemeanor. Uh, I think that's interesting. But they, they, they chose to use the violation of the conduct policy, which is exactly the same rule that they are the, the, exactly the same policy they used against the Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I, I look, I'm not trying to, to re-argue this thing. I just, when it all came down, it just felt like, well, that's kind of strange. It seems a bit weird. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff here uh, over the last few years and, 
you know, when you're talking about tearing up a vacuum cleaner as opposed to, and I realize there may have been threats of physical violence to somebody, and, th- and maybe that's why they're going hard. But when you're talking about tearing up a vacuum cleaner and, and saying words as opposed to actual dozens or, you know, two dozen actions against somebody that are borderline criminal, if not criminal, it just seemed weird. Anyway, with all of that said, for the Chiefs, look, I think one of the things you've seen is when these guys substitute in and out now, it's not near the dramatic impact that we've seen in years past, right? Uh, when we would get into a substitution and teams would start going no huddle to keep Ben Neiman and and Daniel Sorensen out on the field, you know, I mean, they would literally prevent us from unsubstituting. And I just don't see that anymore. So I think you've got a lot more depth, a lot higher quality depth at the linebacking situation. And are we going to miss Willie Gay? Sure. He's a good player. There's no doubt about it. Do I want to face the bills without Willie Gay? No, uh, not really, but you know, it is what it is. And, and these are why, you know, you want the chiefs players to, you know, inside the locker room, these guys have to understand they have an accountability to each other and they can't go off the handle. You can't, you can't do these types of things. You can't put yourself in a situation. I remember Lynn Dawson used to always tell me nothing good happens after midnight, <laughs> you know? Now the reality of it is that was in Lenny's day. These days it's probably nothing good happens after 2 a.m. or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they have to be, they have to put themselves they have to prevent themselves from getting in situations like this because they have a responsibility to their teammates. And, and so this is a lesson that Willie Gay will learn and hopefully, you know, it'll follow him the rest of his career and, and it keep him from maybe having something uh, in the future. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're, they're, you know, he's going to mental counseling. That was a part of it. We'd certainly hope people improve as humans. But, yeah, he, he screwed up. And, you know, we look at the Bills as a potential problem, but it's a problem right now because Jonathan Taylor's coming in a game that he only got nine carries and they were embarrassed by Jacksonville. You know Indianapolis would love to have a game where they can just turn around and hand it to Taylor 20, 25 times. Yeah, and and that's where you miss your thumper. You know, when a guy's running downhill on you and you got a, a, a linebacker that can really just pound a, a running back, that wear and tear on them definitely alters the way they run. And, and maybe not with a guy like Derrick Henry, but most backs, I would say 98% of the backs that run the football get tired of getting pounded all game. And that's the way Nick Bolton and Willie Gay were for sure uh, with the running backs. And But, it, you know, and I, I for the Colts, look, how do they say they're a better team than what we think they are right now? They beat the Chiefs, that's how. So are they going to be fired up for this? Yeah. Is it in their home stadium? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of X factor going on here, and the Chiefs are going to have to figure out a way to play really clean, uh, strong, uh, complimentary football if they want to beat this team. I I don't think it's a chore. I don't think it's like, you know, oh, man, this is just the likelihood of this thing is, gosh – how are we possibly going to beat the Colts? I don't think it's any of that, but they can't take it off. There's no team in the NFL these days, in my opinion, that you can take off. Uh, it just is every week. It's it's a new challenge, and I would love to see the Chiefs find something, you know, refine a part of their game against a team that might not be as strong as the Bills or the Chargers. Uh, I think we thought we saw that a little bit against the Cardinals where they began to shift in the second half with the lead that they had. They started doing some of the things that they 
they weren't as clean on and, and all of a sudden you started seeing some penalties and stuff. So it's a good opportunity. I'm making, I, I know I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. I don't think this is going to be a pushover game, but I also don't think this is going to be the hardest game the Chiefs are going to play all year. This is one of the easier games they've got on sure. their schedules right now with the way the Colts look. And so the Chiefs need to take advantage of that. Well, and the way that you can keep the Colts from doing that with Jonathan Taylor, just score a ton of points and, and get up on them early. I want to ask you before I let you go, Dan, about Sky Moore. It's been slow going for the rookie. Hasn't been a big part of the game plan yet. I still feel like he's got an opportunity to be a massive part of this offense. You know, Juju was shut down last week. I just feel like the opportunity's there, but why do you think it's coming along so slowly with Sky? You know, I think that's a great question. I don't have a good answer for you, but I think it's a great question. I would suppose that the, especially on a quick turn week, there was so much. I talked to Mahomes last night and, and we were just talking about the amount of information that had to change in this week. And he says, with all the young guys, it was really hard. In fact, he thought this was one of the harder Thursday night turns we he's had in his career, which says something right now. Uh, it's nice that it was earlier in the season because you're not as beat up and your body, since you're not giving your body time to recover, sometimes, you know, that's easier in the front of the season. So that worked out great. But I thought it was an interesting fact that he stated, look, this was a hard week this week. You know, there was just so much information to learn. It was, it was a daunting task that might have something to do with Sky Moore's absence. I, I really feel like the younger the, the guy is, the harder it is for him to learn, the harder it is for him to absorb. He's just not used to the pace of the game yet. I'm hoping that's what it is with Sky. Because I really do, we saw a lot of potential at camp, and I think that as the season goes on, if we don't start to see more Sky more, then we've got to ask ourselves some real questions about what's going on here. Right now, I think it's just probably learning the offense, the absorption rate. But it's a great question, and, and I think that you know, again, if the Colts aren't as strong as we think they are, be a good opportunity for him to get out there and, and maybe make some progress. We will see. Dan, we always appreciate it. You can hear uh, Dan and the Chiefs radio network on Sunday. KNSS, always with our family of networks here at Odyssey. Uh, have a good call. Enjoy it. It should be a lot of fun, and it should be, you know, uh, a pleasant trip to Indianapolis, we hope. I hope so. It's uh, stay undefeated, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and get the Colts. What time is pregame for you guys? Uh, we're on the air down the network at, I believe, 11 o'clock. Yeah, 11 o'clock. So uh, it should be a, a standard noon kick. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this 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 is going to be a game. We don't have a lot of noon kicks anymore. <laughs> it is something it weird happen. about the way. And no, the schedule is crazy. And look, do we should we like being that? Yeah, we probably should. But the reality of it is, it's going to feel really. Uh, I'm going to. I think it's going to feel like nostalgic. You know, getting up early in the morning, going to Lucas Oil Field where Peyton Manning used to beat up on us. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good day. All right, Dan, thank you. We'll catch Dan this weekend on the Chiefs Radio Network and next week again right here on Sports Daily. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, digest a little bit of what Dan had to say there on that game. We'll look ahead and uh, tie up some loose ends here on Sports Daily on a Tuesday.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Bet MGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Uh, here's a chance to refer them and take advantage of turning a loss into a win with Bet MGM. Place a one game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with Bet MGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here. Uh, Tommy, a couple things on the Chiefs I want to get to coming out of the Dan Israel conversation there. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Did you have any issue with a four-game suspension for Willie Gay considering the circumstances of the suspension? I didn't. I thought it was, you know, the timing was a little strange. I'll agree with that part of it, but the four-game suspension seemed status quo for a for a personal conduct issue. My issue with it is the fact that, like, it kind of came out of nowhere. And, and the fact that it had been back in January when the incident happened and there, you know, the court process played out back in May. I mean, we're a long time away from that. And Dan referenced that in the interview that, hey, this has been settled for a while now and the suspension is just now coming out. Um, I think part of that, I think part of my issue, and there was actually an article about this in the Kansas City Star this morning about how the records had been sealed in all of this. 
Uh, and really, like, it was hard for anybody to find, like, true legitimate information about what happened. And on the one hand, if if really this was not as serious as it appears to be, then the public deserves to know that. And Willie Gay would probably want that out in the public knowledge. If it was more serious than what we maybe thought it was, I think the public deserves to know that, too. But there's still a lot of like the narrative right now is he broke a vacuum cleaner and he suspended for four games. Is that the legitimate whole truth? I don't know if anybody really knows exactly what happened. And that's kind of what rubs me the wrong way on this is that you suspend a guy for four games, but it's not entirely clear exactly what happened. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's kind of where I land on this. Um, It makes sense. I mean, there was, look, it went through court and he, and he went through the process and I, I, I just, um, I guess I don't, I don't care. Like you can't, you can't have domestic violence situations, domestic, uh, you know, abusive anger, like all that stuff is really bad for the NFL and the NFL, in my opinion, does need to do everything it can do to make sure those things don't happen. And when they do, there is decisive punishment for them. There was an arrest, there was court proceeding and we had a resolution and the league sees it and it's boom, four games that I don't have a problem with. I think that that's the way it needs to be. And, and quite frankly, I don't care about the minutia. Right. Like if you get in an argument with your wife's son and it escalates to the point that you break a vacuum cleaner, you can't do that. And and I, I hope that Willie Gay goes to the to the counseling he's agreed to and becomes a better human. And I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and say, you know. I, just just looking at the situation neutrally from the NFL's perspective, like these should pop off like that. Right. It took him about 10 seconds to suspend Mike Evans for pushing a dude down, right? Like, they, they just have to take that part of it, especially off the field, out of it as much as they can. That's why the Deshaun Watson situation is weird and has been weird the whole time, and it was a mess, and it was always going to be a mess for the league. But we had an arrest here, and we've had a court case. Like, a four-game suspension needs – I mean, that that's fine to me. I don't know why they didn't do it the first four games of the season. That part of it I don't understand enough about the process. But, I mean, I don't – here's what I don't like to do with these situations. Well, what are the circumstances? You know, let's – let's. no, I mean, I want the NFL to decisively come down and be like, boom, can't act that way. You can't act that way and play in this league. Tommy, if you or I, uh, who are, you know, somewhat in the public eye, act this way, we would be in big trouble. And that's that, you know, there comes a greater responsibility, I think, when you're an NFL player or a public figure to act the right way or the or the consequences will come. I, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I think it's unreasonable, though, to blanket everything under one umbrella. Like, it's not always black or white. Like, there is gray area where I think the NFL has to be able to use a little bit of discretion and a little bit of common sense and be able to, uh, you know, legislate these things in a, I don't want to say a sliding scale, but actually be able to take into account and into context the details of each individual offense. And that's a difficult thing to do. And, you know, I think that you also have to take a look at, all right, did the justice system get involved? And in Willie Gay's case, it did. You know, he pleaded not guilty. 
Uh, but he did take a plea deal and he's, you know, going to counseling and it includes, you know, a diversion program and all these different things. So at that point, it's like, all right, well, he's been punished according to the justice system. But now we're talking like what, five, six months later, there's more penalties that come down from his employer. Like my concern in this is the timing of it and the fact that, you know, yeah, he, he wasn't involved in something allegedly caused damage allegedly was punished appropriately by the justice system. And now he's got to face further sanctions several months down the line. Like what was so wrong with during the off season, the NFL coming in and saying, well, look like here are the facts of the case. This is what you pled. This is the program that you've agreed to based off of that. Now in the off season in June, July, this is what we're going to do as opposed to waiting until nearly the end of September. I don't know the timing of it. I don't know because I don't know the NFL's process. I don't have a problem with Willie Gay being suspended for four games for this situation. If it even if it's as simple as he broke a vacuum cleaner in an argument with a woman, like I, I don't have a problem with that because the league has a problem with domestic violence and they need to solve it. And the harsher they get on it, the better chance that these things don't happen. It makes I'll tell you what it makes me think about. Has anything come from Frank Clark, who who is in a much more serious, uh, you know, legal situation? I don't believe that he's been in trouble by the league yet, has he? I know he got probation. Um, I believe that was was that that wasn't that long ago. That was like this month. He gets probation and community service for these gun cases where he's driving around with an Uzi in his car. He's he's got one coming too, don't you think? Well, I mean, you would think so. If Willie Gay broke a vacuum cleaner and Frank Clark is carrying assault rifles in his vehicle, like, I mean, come on, like that that's kind of a, you know, you would think that there would be something happening with Frank Clark at this point. I just wonder if because according, you know, to I'm assuming the personal conduct policy, because what happened with Willie Gay involved a domestic violence type dispute where there was another person involved and a female involved. If that was where the NFL said, look, by, by the terms of our personal conduct policy, we have to suspend you. But Frank Clark at, at that point, when he was charged, it was kind of victimless, right? Like nothing had happened. Uh, he was just, but he's, but he's a repeat. He's not, I mean, he's had multiple things happen over his career. Like I, there, there to me is a larger concern for, how often well, every 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 problem that Frank Clark has had has been carrying a weapon when he hasn't been, you know, hasn't shouldn't be carrying a weapon. Like that's where a lot of his problems stem from. And I'm not saying that, you know, something I mean, that's quite that's a stretch law. to say something the, the would law. happen. It is against the, the law. The law is the law. Yeah. It, it, he, and he and here's what I here's what I would guess. You know, that I believe his court situation played out earlier this month. So when when did Willie Gay's play out? June? And May. we're looking at a September. I, I, I'm telling you, there's probably coming a time this year where Frank, Frank Clark gets popped for at least four games. It's coming. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't. The timing of it, I have no idea. And I understand that frustration from people. Like, how do you know when the timing of these things happen? The NFL just sort of works at whatever pace it wants to on these. But I don't I don't see any way Clark escapes a suspension. So I, I don't Clark think there's pleaded any no, way. He pleaded no contest to two misdemeanor counts of possession of an assault weapon, one year of probation, 40 hours of community service. So by the timing of the way the NFL 
resolves these things on their end, I mean, it could very well be potentially a playoff run, right, for yeah, Kansas yep. City when you're looking at yep. this whole thing being resolved. Uh, because literally these these charges were, you know, taken care of, what, a week ago? Uh, and so if, if the, I mean, you would almost hope that the NFL would be a little bit quicker and, and get this out of the way, you know, before there's a playoff run. Yeah, and you don't want him to come at the same time as Willie Gay either. I don't know, but, you know, I, I know that the Chiefs have got to be sick and tired of these stories with their players. You had, you know, Tyreek Hill in a strange situation that it, it was strange, and he was, you know, he was appears to be fine out of that situation, but his checkered passed, and then you have Willie Gay, and then you have Frank Clark, and you have Britt Reed, and you have all these things. Like, come on, Chiefs! Like, and I don't—I'm not saying it's the Chiefs' fault by any means, but they brought—they chose to bring in Frank Clark, knowing his past. They chose to bring in Tyree Kill, knowing his past. Um, you know, those are those are things that you deal with. I—I'm I, sorry, I just don't have sympathy for. I mean, Willie Gay got suspended; he should have been suspended. I hope that that was a one-off bad situation that he's learned from and he comes better. But I, I just can't sit here and say I—I I, I can't believe Willie Gay got. No, I mean, don't don't do that. Don't do that, and you won't get suspended, and that's where the league's got to get. I totally understand the league dropping the hammer on these, and I absolutely think they need to because it's one of the big issues facing the league right now is the perception of of violence and, and what a lot of players do off the field. I mean, it's been shown time and time again, so I get it. I would do the same thing if I was the league. Maybe get the what timing I think is, a little more locked up. Right, and what I think is a little bit interesting with the Frank Clark situation is the fact that, I mean, keep in mind, during the offseason – the Chiefs could have released him and saved a lot of money, you know, on against the cap. And instead, they chose to re-sign him. And at that point, there were still pending legal charges when they did re-sign him. And, you know, now you're potentially looking at some kind of suspension down the road. And if the, if the NFL handles Frank Clark like they handled Willie Gay, I mean, that is something that, you know, is definitely on the horizon. Uh, so you have to wonder, regardless of the production on the field, that Frank Clark has had. And there were questions about, you know, the, how good of a re-signing that was for Kansas city, knowing the way that Clark has played during his time in Kansas city. But you look at, would the chiefs have been as willing to re-sign him and not release him if they had an indication that there could be, you know, a decent suspension coming down the pipe? Well, they, you know, his contract, I, I don't know. And there've been people and I'll, we can look at it, but I don't know what this gives. They already had somewhat of an out on this year, and remember he restructured. So I think they saw it coming. He probably saw it coming, and that was a part of, of his restructuring on that deal anyway. Just, you know, it's another distraction for the Chiefs, and they seem to not be able to avoid those. But they, they're, you know, they're used to it, I suppose. We'll see. Willie Gay gone, Jonathan Taylor pending, and some really big games. Uh, but... I didn't. I hadn't thought about Frank Clark until we started talking about this, and it, it just made me recall like he he still got one coming too, and I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, we'll come back, and I, we I want to talk about these pro football focus grades because oh, man, God. it has people fired up for Patrick Mahomes, including Patrick Mahomes. Before we do that, though, let's have a little giveaway here. Uh, we're going to do this over the next couple of weeks. We're excited about it. Tommy, who works for the Thunder. Uh, the Wichita Thunder has been kind enough to offer up some tickets, a four-pack for the season opener. What's the date, Tommy? October 22nd, taking on the Allen Americans at Interest Bank Arena. It's going to be a great time. 
the Allen Americans October 22nd season opener, a four-pack, and I'll throw in, because my wife is so kind, two free iced tea coupons from HTO over on 13th and Tyler. There's another location opening east. Uh, that's our family business, so two free tea cards from HTO, a four-pack of tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener. You can get your hands on both if you are the third caller starting right now at 869-1240. Caller number three, a little giveaway for you. Jad will take that during the break. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, quarterback grades and why Mahomes is getting the short end of the stick. Sports Daily, a Tuesday edition. Couple minutes here, Tommy. Uh, PFF is almost like trolling Patrick Mahomes now. They have him graded as the 11th best quarterback through two weeks of the NFL season, yet his quarterback rating is the best in the NFL right now. Uh, here's their top 10 Allen, Hurts, Flacco, Kyler Murray, Rodgers, Geno, Lamar Jackson, Herbert, Tua Brady. Is this a perfect example of you know, pencil pushers not knowing football. <laughs> and I get it. They're just computer rankings. But how could you even put a list like this out? Yeah, what a joke. I mean, it's just an absolute joke. He's got the highest quarterback rating in the league, 127.9. That's better than Josh Allen, better than Lamar Jackson. Uh, he has not thrown an interception this season, seven TDs. No picks. Josh Allen has thrown two interceptions. Tua Tagovailoa has thrown two interceptions. I don't know in what universe you can put a top 10 list together. And I know it's computer generated, but in what universe a top 10 quarterback list includes Joe Flacco and Geno Smith and does not include Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I it's, it's even look, even if they're just talking about performances through two weeks, right? Like I, I could see that list. If Joe Flacco and Geno Smith were like outplaying Mahomes through two games, but they're not like yeah. this. And, and like, so you don't even have to, this isn't even like a ranking. It's just there, you know, through their two weeks, whatever. It's still garbage because how can you, like, there can't be that big a discrepancy, you know, no, in, and, in what yeah. Mahomes has done and, and what you're seeing on a list like this. The fact that we are even wasting our breath discussing this pro football focus list. I mean, it just, it's shocking. Like there's no credibility in this whatsoever. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like, I absolutely believe Patrick Mahomes knows this. He sees it, you know, and we've talked about chip on his shoulder, Patrick Mahomes being great. Uh, he'll take this as motivation for sure. Oh, we already talked about it last week. It'll just, like, and he, he is, he's a bulletin board guy. Um, and this is a bulletin board type thing when you see it. Um, just performances through two weeks, you can certainly make a case for Josh Allen. And that's about it. I mean, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe Tatua had the just monster game yesterday, obviously. But Mahomes has been really, really good this year. Like, he looks he looks fantastic. He's not Ridiculous. struggling at all this year Ridiculous so far. Ridiculous list. Stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid. 
And here we are talking about it. But, you know, PFF rankings, hell, they use them on Sunday Night Football. They put them front and center. So they've got, you know, they're worth talking about for sure. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition here of Sports Daily. Albrock, Caster, Jad Chambers producing for us. We'll put a bow on it when we return. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.